Looking to better balance your life and weight? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Shred Life Podcast, providing you the guidance and tools to become a new version of yourself with your hosts, Dave and Laura Moreno. Hello, Shredders. Hello, everybody. I'm here with Raspy Laura. Sorry about that. We got uh, cold and allergy season Laura with us today. Yeah, I'd rather be Rasta Laura, but <laughs> Rasta I'm Laura. just Raspy Laura. Yeah, we are back from our vacation in Florida, and I think that uh, the funny thing is when we left for the vacation, it only took a few hours on the plane for Laura to do one of those Home Alone things and smack her cheeks and go, Kevin! Because <laughs> she realized <laughs> she completely forgot all of her allergy meds as we are going to the land of pollen. <laughs> <laughs> which, was, which, oddly enough, was on high alert yeah. for pollen. They were in their like most intense week. Yeah, and so it was my luck. While Florida was beautiful and great, and we had a great time, um, she certainly suffered there, and I think is still suffering with highly allergic um, eyes and red, itchy eyes and nose running and all of that. Fun and stuff. a fantastic cold. And a cold to boot, um, because it was freezing in Florida. My goodness! Oh, come the last, on! The last couple of days was cold. Come I on. wore a robe to the car on Thursday because of how cold it was. No, because you loved your <laughs> new robe. Maybe. Don't give me that. I got a robe from the Hollywood Tower Hotel. And at, how dare you say, "Poor you!" It was so cold in Florida. I know. I know when but come on. Home literally got pelted with snow, and our kids would have had a snow day. Yeah, there was a snow day back home. We got <laughs> comments from. Uh, one of our staff members, Charlene, who had the 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 joy of coming to our house to check on our house while we were away and realizing that there's piles of snow in the driveway. Yeah. And so she took it upon herself, bless her cotton socks, to clear our... To we're a corner house, so we have the here. entire sidewalk to clear of the length and width of our house, plus the driveway. And it was nice to come home to that. <laughs> um, but I know when we talked on the podcast before, we talked about the surprise for our kids, and I think we should touch on that. We managed to hold off uh, the whole time. I'm so proud of us for doing it, but held off on telling them anything. We got in the car. We started driving towards the airport, and we decided, or I came up with this really cool idea because I was listening to our podcast, uh, the two weeks ago podcast, where we had said, you know, we actually held this big surprise from the kids, and we went into all that. What we did is we actually just put the podcast on and let them listen to the first five minutes where we talk about, you know, the surprise for the kids and we're actually heading to Disney World and all this stuff. And we wanted to see if they actually listened to our podcast or if they tuned it out <laughs> completely. And funny enough, we had it loud enough. I think they certainly listened to it. And uh, as soon as they heard, we kept a secret from the kids. And I saw my, my daughter's kind of eyes perk up and she's listening like, what is this about? And then I said, you know, on the podcast, we're actually going to Disney World for the next 10 days and we're doing this and we're doing that. And they just started freaking out. Just if, screaming. Yeah. It's on your Instagram. Yeah. So yeah. At, at Laura J. Moreno. Yeah. And so at Laura J. Moreno's Instagram, you can see the video of them listening to the podcast and freaking out. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, but yeah, we did we did pretty good. And it was a great time away. You know, family vacations are always great. But life goes on. We are back at it. And so we are coming to you with our podcast today on boundaries. boundaries. And boundaries typically follow um, manuals a lot more. Um, or follow manuals really closely because they typically will come up in those instances where, um, you know, you've done the work on the manuals. And, and it, so boundaries can get confused in manuals mm-hmm. sometimes. And then boundaries sometimes are the result of your manual work where you need to clearly set something up for protection of yourself. So before I get too deep into it, 
I will just start off by telling you what are they. Okay. What is a boundary, Dave? What is a boundary? So a boundary is something that you create for yourself. They are meant to protect you, not others. They're there for your protection. I want you to think of like property. When you own your property or when you have property, there are clear boundaries, sometimes a fence or you know a property line of where your property ends and where someone else's property begins. So, you know, they don't they don't cause and one of the other misconceptions, they don't cause a harm to a relationship. Just like having boundaries in your neighborhood doesn't cause harm to your neighbor. It just clearly marks where your yard ends and where theirs begins. In relationships, it's much the same. It's going to mark where you end and where an other person begins as far as behaviors or actions or anything in a situation. Um, A lot of people think they cause harm to the relationship. They actually can help repair or build really strong, healthy relationships when they're done properly. And we're going to talk about that today Mm -hmm. because boundaries, more times than not, are emotionally charged or communicated in the wrong way. Yeah. And you have to be very clear on that. If if you get to a point in, in a relationship where you want to set a boundary and boundaries are perfectly healthy, there's nothing wrong with them, it's done from a place of love. Mm-hmm. And most people set boundaries from a place of frustration or anger. anger. If yeah. you keep doing this, I'm going to do this. Or a, if you keep doing threat. this, you're going to get in trouble or something like that. Yeah. Those aren't boundaries. We're going to talk about what boundaries are. Um, and they're only communicated when violated. I think that's key for people to know. Now, I think we all share the same value that we don't like to get hit, right? No one likes to just walk around on the street and get hit with a bat or a fist or a ball or anything like that. But you also don't walk around and everyone you see, you say, hey, how are you? Just so you know, if you hit me, I am going to run away and call the police. You just only communicate that when you feel it is about to or has been violated. Right. So... If you're just hanging out with someone and you're talking back and forth and you're having a great time, you've not communicated a boundary because you've had no need to. Right. But if that person raises a fist to you in the conversation, you might say, whoa, hold it a second. If you hit me either again or for the first time, I will run away and call the police. You've now set a boundary. Right. You've not done it out of anger or frustration or anything. You've just clearly set something to protect yourself. Exactly. You've gone into protection mode. The same way you put a fence up in your yard. That fence is not to protect the people outside of your yard. It's actually to protect you from people coming into your yard. That's what the point of the fence is. So that's what you're doing with a boundary, just setting a clear fence. And when you put your fence around your yard, it's not like you're putting signs up that say, stay out everywhere. I mean, Mm -hmm. some people do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the fence is really just there to set the boundary to draw the line. Well, and like we said earlier, it's not often that you get to a boundary setting point in a relationship. This isn't a regular occurrence for you. No, well, not typically. And uh, it it only happens in more strenuous um, circumstances or situations. Right. But they, they can be very helpful oh, in those situations. They can actually... It can, um, it can be what saves a relationship. Absolutely. Now, one of the one of the um, you know one of the other questions we go through is why do they matter? And I think before we get into examples, I want to get through that. Um, so, why do boundaries matter? Well, boundaries draw a circle around the behaviors, around our own behaviors and our actions, like ourselves. They draw a circle around that, mm-hmm. and they keep that in check, which is really nice for us and for people that we're in a relationship with. They also allow you. This is what I love about them. They allow you to maintain 
challenging relationships. When you have a challenging relationship, it'd be very easy to say, I just don't want that person in my life. Mm-hmm. Get them yeah. out of my life. Yeah. The problem with that is challenging relationships are usually put into your life to help you grow in some way. You can learn so much mm-hmm. from someone who you think brings you no value, someone who you think causes you nothing but harm. You can learn so much if you create a good boundary, a clear boundary, a proper boundary, and you maintain that relationship. The challenging relationships teach you the most in life. Mm-hmm. And by just dismissing people out of your life who don't fit your ideals, who don't work with you in the way that you want them to, and you have a manual for them in most cases, um, you're limiting your ability to learn from that relationship. So boundaries actually help you maintain those really challenging relationships. And you can think of examples like, you know, in-laws or siblings or, um, you know, step-siblings. I was going to say, it often comes with family because, you know... You don't get to choose that. (laughs) Well, and we all kind of really, a lot of us, hold on to that where... With family, you've just got to somehow figure it out and make it work. Whereas with friends, you're just like, you know what? I just, I have the ability to just, I mean, we have the ability to say goodbye to anybody, but I, I think it's more typical for us to have the mindset that we've got to just figure it out with family. Right. And whereas you can actually make a choice and exclude somebody in your life. Right. With friends. Yeah, it's easier. it's easier to make that choice. Yeah. It's a bit harder when it's family. People yeah. do it. People still do yeah. it, absolutely. But it's, it's harder. And it can still just need to be done. Because you're conditioned but to believe that family should always be there, whether you, and if yeah. family causes you pain, then that's okay. That's what family is about. Some people have those beliefs. But in reality, you can fix any relationship. Yeah. Now, boundaries also bring you peace and love, a lot of feelings of peace and love, if you set them properly. Mm-hmm. If you set them from an emotionally charged place, then they're going to bring you the opposite. And that's what we want to avoid. Um, so before we get into misusing them, I think some examples would be really helpful. Yeah. Um, so boundaries are going to be very clear because it's going to always start with if you, and it's always going to end with I will. So let's go through some examples. Um, for instance, if you smoke in my house, I will ask you to leave. So here's the key here. People can smoke. You're not telling that person, you're not trying to manipulate their behavior, you're not trying to change their actions Mm -hmm. and telling them they're no longer allowed to smoke. What you're saying is if you come into my house, if you come into my car, if you come into my office and you smoke, I will ask you to leave. I've drawn a circle around me to protect me. I don't want the smoke. I don't want to smell it. I don't want to inhale it. I don't want to be part of it. So I've drawn a circle around me. And if you, you now know, you have a choice. If you do that, I will behave or act in this way, or I will take this action. Mm -hmm. There's no emotion to it. Now, if that person, now you're not going to, the second someone walks into your house, you're not going to turn to them and say, hey, by the way, I know you smoke, so if you smoke in my house, I will ask you to leave. You're not going to do that. But when the person is about to or does break, violate a boundary that you have, you will then decide to communicate it. So say they pull out their pack of cigarettes in a nice conversation. You just had dinner together and you're sitting on your couch and they pull out a pack of cigarettes and go to light a cigarette. You may say, sorry, I just wanted to let you know, if you smoke in my house, I will ask you to leave. And now that person has a choice. They can light up the cigarette and see if you follow through on your actions and they have to be willing to accept that or they can accept your boundary. Whatever they choose is their choice. It has no reflection on you. Mm -hmm. It is a reflection totally on their 
decision when given a consequence. Right. Now, one of the keys to the boundary, too, is to follow through on the boundary. You can't say to someone, if you smoke in my house, I will ask you to leave. Or you can't say, if you smoke in my house, I may ask you to leave. I might have to. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, w- I will probably. These are, these are wishy-washy words. <laughs> no, it's always, if you, I will. Yeah. If you, followed by the issue, I will, followed by the consequence that you have to take. There is no if, ands, or buts in a consequence because that's going to protect you. Mm-hmm. So let's go through a few of them. If you say you're at work, right? If you yell at me, I will walk away from the conversation. So your boss can come and tell you that you're doing something wrong. But if your boss yells at you, you may say, hold on a second, sir. If you continue to speak to me like that, I will walk away from the conversation. And if you don't stop talking to me like that, I will go to HR about this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. These are clear consequences. And, and he, he or she has the choice yeah. where they can choose to stop yelling at you or not, but you've told That's them their choice. what the repercussion is. And then will you be. should have no guilt about walking away from your boss and going to HR because you've yeah. clearly communicated the boundary. And that's, that's what is key to remember in why these can actually save a relationship because, I mean, if somebody's yelling at you, that's more anger issues for yeah. them. That's not got much to do with you. So it's good to enforce that boundary. But if you are sitting there with a manual for someone to take the smoking, for instance, yeah. You're sitting on the couch with that person. You've had a lovely evening and everything. And then all of a sudden they take out a pack of cigarettes and in your head you're going, are you kidding me? You're just, right. you're literally going to smoke that in front of me. And they then have the time to light the cigarette. And you're thinking in your head, are you even kidding me? He's now lighting the cigarette. Yeah. And then you, they just start smoking in front of you. We just had a and nice night. Why would you ruin it? Why would you ruin this? And you're yeah. just, in your mind, you're livid. The yeah. night is over for you, clearly, in your mind. You haven't said a word but yet. But you're not saying anything. No. This is where, that is actually just a manual. Because yeah. you're saying it all in your head. You're getting all huff and puff And what are you going to do? You're going to turn around and say, get out. Or you're yeah. not going to invite them back. Things are just going to blow up. Yep, you're going to just, you're going to ruin your night. You're going to ruin their night or... You may not ruin their night at yeah. all because remember, they have no idea how yeah. you're feeling about this. And so that's a manual and that is so useless and that tears apart relationships. Yeah. If you had just said, hey, um, I actually don't allow smoking in my home. So if you wouldn't mind putting that away yeah. and then you see that they're still going to light it and you say, Set honestly, if, yeah, if you're actually going to smoke that in my home, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Yeah. And then and that's so, how you set that. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I'm going to age myself a little bit here. I don't think in a bad way. But if you remember <laughs> Saved by the Bell, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, everyone remembers Saved by the Bell. It's actually uh, way off topic, but there's this funny, funny um, show on Amazon Prime that's called Zach Morris's Trash or something. And every episode is four minutes long, and it just takes an episode and outlines how horrible most episodes Zach Morris's behavior and unethical it is, <laughs> the way he treats his friends and people. And it's absolutely hilarious. Anyway, so it got me on Say by the Belly the other day because I was watching clips from it. But you know when they always used to do the timeout thing? Yeah. Where like Zach would have the ability to freeze yeah. everyone around him and talk to the camera, break the fourth wall and talk to the camera? I think that's what boundaries are. I think boundaries are the ability to be like, timeout, let me pause my emotions, let me pause my anger and frustration, and let me just clearly tell you 
in a calm way, because everything is paused right now, what will happen if you do that? And then when you like time in, then now that person has a choice. They can continue to light that cigarette or they cannot. Exactly. Right? And that's exactly what it is. It's a timeout for a minute, a timeout from your emotion, from all the anger, the frustration, the negative emotions that build up, a timeout from your thoughts because your ego will take charge there big Mm -hmm. time and and make you believe that they're violating you when you've never even told them that's a violation on you. Um, So I think that's clear. What I do want to clarify is what is not a boundary. Mm. And this is key. Mm -hmm. Absolutely key. Yeah. So... We we coach on this a lot. Like, I, this has come up for <laughs> like, me a lot. A lot. <laughs> what is not yeah. a boundary. But for instance, if your boyfriend or girlfriend doesn't text you back, doesn't call you back, doesn't return a call, doesn't return a text right away, that is not a boundary you can set. That's not a boundary issue at all. By not calling or texting you, he or she has not come into your space or your home and violated you. This is more of a manual issue. You have a manual that says they should text you back right away. They should call you every morning. They should get in touch with you or respond to you within minutes. That's a manual. You can clearly tell them how you feel when they don't call you or text you back. When you don't text me back, I feel unloved. I feel unhappy. I feel lonely. I feel misunderstood, whatever it is. But don't hang your happiness on their actions. You cannot manipulate or control someone else's behavior for your benefit. And that's not what a boundary is. A boundary can't be is if you smoke, I will leave the relationship. Yeah. That's not a boundary. That's you trying to manipulate or control someone else's behavior. Right. You can tell them when you're, if you smoke when we're together, because my issue is not that you smoke. My issue is that in my circle, on my boundary and my property lines, I don't want smoke. Well, and you hear it so much with kids. You know, if you don't do this, you're not coming to my birthday yeah. party. I won't be your best We're friend anymore. We're not best anymore. friends anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's what All our, the time. our three-year-old's going through right now. Yeah. Is, He's not my best friend anymore. She's not my best friend anymore. Yeah. Today, yeah. our three-year-old went to preschool after 10 days of not being in school from being away. And his best friend there, a little girl, came home and said that she's so mad at me. She's not my best friend anymore. And it breaks your heart because you're like, I don't know what happened. You're like, like, what happened? I just want to not... fix it all yeah. for you. And he's and like, nobody wants to be my best friend anymore. Oh, and man. the funny thing is when I picked him up, he was happy as anything and oh, told yeah. me he had a great day. And then when he came home and Laura had a chance to talk to him, he had this whole dramatic story. Yeah. Anyway, anything so we'll, we'll teach him about sounding, setting boundaries at three years old but <laughs> at school. Um, but the boundary is not made for you to manipulate or control someone. Well, I want to make sure we're clear on that. And that's that's exactly how we misuse them. Yeah. So a boundary. Like how do said, we misuse them, Laura? Well, <laughs> it's it's so important to know that a boundary is not an ultimatum, right? So right. it's not a way of controlling another person so we feel better. It never works. And um, that's actually just a manual and manipulation. So people don't like being controlled or forced and really... An ultimatum is actually a boundary violation against the other person. So you're actually the one doing the damage. You're violating a boundary against them because nobody deserves to be treated like that. Right. So that's how we are constantly misusing them. Um, so I think understanding those aspects is very important before you get into any boundary work. 
Now, boundaries are not easy to jump into. Boundaries are something that you should do with a coach. Just saying, boundaries aren't something that typically people can just start doing right away. It's the same with manual work. Well, because there's so much fear in setting boundaries, too. And following through on them. Well, I was going to say, actually, I don't think the fear Setting the boundary is not scary. Yeah, the fear isn't so much in setting the boundary. It's being vocal about it and then following through on the consequence. People are terrified to do that. Like communicating to a mother-in-law, right? So say, you know, one of the examples that our coach gives, that Brooke gives on her podcast, uh, which I think is great, is that, you know, one of her clients had a... um, a mother-in-law issue and this mother-in-law would constantly just drop by to see the kids unannounced just knock on the door and if you guys are anything like Laura and I you're not pop by people we are not people who like the pop by like don't don't just knock on our door and come over for a coffee like call text us let us know you're in the neighborhood and we typically move towns away from people we don't just to avoid no <laughs> no but but, but, we, but it's just I, it's not a common thing in the world today to it, have people I mean, pop not, by I was gonna not say, in our generation you you become less familiar with it so when it happens right. to you you're like 30 years ago the only way you saw people is when they knocked on your door people would bring a pie over as a neighbor, oh, yeah. just, just to say hello, and but you would invite them in for an hour and have coffee. Of you. Yeah, yeah, and they just come on in. In our generation, it's just not the same. So what people, um, you know, an issue with that this client was having with their mother-in-law, she would just drop by constantly for that purpose, to see the kids and to pretty much what this person thought was parade in their house, look around, um, and judge them, or just mm-hmm. pop by and see, you know, oh my God, the laundry's not folded at 10 a.m. or whatever the case, yeah. right? And so it becomes very hard because what are you going to do about that? So the boundary that had to be set is that I would prefer if you called before you came or sent me a text and let me know and I can let you know if it's a good time to come by or not. And if that's not understood and not followed and there's a violation, then that's when you set a boundary. So she's already, the daughter-in-law has communicated to the mother-in-law that I would prefer if you text or call before you come by and I can confirm if it's a good time to come by. So that was the first communication. She didn't mm-hmm. set a boundary already. She just communicated what she preferred. Right. The mother-in-law then, the next day, knock, knock, came by again, right? Now there's been a violation of that first communication. Now you have to clearly set a boundary. They didn't pick up on the hints. They didn't pick it up, right? So now is the hard part to tell your mother-in-law, look, my door is going to be locked, you're not going to be able to come in. If you call or text ahead of time, I will at least be more prepared to be able to come to the door and unlock the door and let you in my house if I know you're coming. If I don't know you're coming, I may not be available to come to the door. I may not be able to unlock the door. Yeah. And it's not saying where you're saying, if you don't call me, I'm not letting you in my house because that that's a problem. It's more where you can communicate it more friendly where you're saying, if you don't call or text ahead. I will not always be available to come to the door. And and it's really math versus drama, right? And that's the point you have to be at when you get to setting that boundary. This was the key with the mother-in-law. It has to come from a place of peace and love. You have to be at peace and be willing to follow through on that boundary and communicate it. If you're angry and frustrated and you start trying to communicate that with your mother-in-law, she's going to pick up on the emotion of it right away. 
and it's going to become combative. It's going to it, become an it issue. It instantly makes me think of that Everybody Loves Ray show. Oh, yeah. Because the mother-in-law will right away go to the son yeah. and tell the son that his wife has to go. Everybody's <laughs> just everybody's just manipulating everybody. Yeah, there's layers to that. And wanting control. Yeah. And that is not the point where you set a boundary. You no. have to feel peace and love towards the person before you can get into a healthy no. point where where this can save a relationship. Yeah. So, so boundaries are actually, um, boundaries are the most difficult, the most intimate, and the most rewarding things you can do for any relationship. When you're setting a boundary, you're actually creating an intimacy with that person because you're, you're telling them how you most feel about that situation. Mm-hmm. You're telling them what your circle is that you, you put up to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. You're showing them where your property line is mm-hmm. and where you end and they begin. That's a very intimate thing. That's not it something is. that you just yeah. communicate. You're actually sharing some pretty deep feelings with someone when you tell them what a violation of your of your boundary is. Yeah. So if you have a relationship that is rocky, that is challenging, that you don't feel close to, boundaries are not something that's actually going to tear that apart. Boundaries are actually something that can strengthen it, even though they feel difficult to set. The boundary can actually really strengthen that relationship by creating this intimacy, this trust between you. And you may find that that person you set the boundary with may turn around and have an opportunity to set a boundary with you too. Maybe you're violating that person's boundaries over and over and you have no idea. And the only reason they're violating your boundaries because they feel violated. And so they're reacting in a certain way. And that's what's so important to think about. Like, how would that make you feel if I told you that you've been violating one of my boundaries for years? Yeah. I would... I would be shocked. I would I would think, why wouldn't you say something to me? And what have you been thinking of me this whole time? And have I been upsetting you this whole time? But I think and that's clear hostility? with a boundary. Why would you communicate it, right? And I, I know where you're going with this. I know that's not what you mean. But I don't want people to think that you communicate and saying, oh, I get boundaries after listening to this podcast. I get it now. I'm going to go to my mother-in-law and tell her, you know, for years you've been coming to my house. If you keep doing that, there's no, this is math and drama. The drama is, for years you have been. Drop that. You don't need to invoke that. All you need to do is set the standard from this moment forward. So instead of Laura coming to me and saying, and making me feel bad and dramatic and and thinking about everything I've done by saying, for years you haven't taken out the trash when I asked you or whatever the case, um, and telling me that how that's violated your boundary and now you're going to set a boundary, the first rule of boundaries is don't talk about the boundary, okay? <laughs> Second rule of boundaries is see the first rule of boundaries. Don't talk about the boundary. Just set it. Yeah. You don't have to tell people, um, you know, yes. go to your mother-in-law and say, I need to set a boundary with you yes. because, whoa, you're not and a piece of, piece of love I've, when you do that. I've drawn a circle around me and you <laughs> do not have use stepped our words. in my circle. You can't say these things, all right? This I is listened to, to the Shred Life podcast and they told me I need to draw a circle yeah. and I need to put a fence up for you. And so here's your boundary. Dave you said, cannot violate it. Yeah, yeah, you are the new ammo. I'm so don't glad do I've that. been quieter with my cold over here. Yeah, really. now you're going to be the one brought up. You know, the funny thing is I feel like I'm speaking slower these days. I know I put a video up the other day on Facebook on our Shred Life page and you had said the same thing. I'm quieter. I'm more toned. Mm -hmm. You're trying to cough internally. It's so funny to watch her try to cough inside and not outside. Her whole body like explodes and then it comes back in and it blows. But she doesn't make sound. It's all for you guys. (laughs) It's all for you guys. You can cough. It's okay. Um, 
so boundaries are really key. But what my point before about the boundary was, you know, if you have a boundary issue or you want, you think you need to set a boundary, we're here for you guys. Email us info at the shredlife.com uh, or get on our shred life Facebook page or Instagram and DM us about a boundary issue you have. And we would love to help you. We are offering this help to you guys on anything on our podcast. If you ever, this is our mission, guys. This is what we're out here doing. We're just trying to improve mental health, deliver the best coaching opportunities we can to people. And so if you have one of these issues come up or you have a boundary issue and you're still not clear on how you can communicate it, email us, DM us, get a hold of us, whatever you need to do, because we will gladly coach you on that without, you know, we don't charge you, we don't book a coaching session. If you have a lot of work, we can talk about coaching on, on a long-term basis. But if you're just looking for help with something that you hear on the podcast, we're always here to help you guys. And we'd love to hear from you. We get emails after some of the podcasts on questions on, you know, I didn't really understand what you meant by this, or this piece really hit home with me. Thanks for bringing that up. And we'd love that type of feedback. So always get a hold of us, info at the shredlife.com. If you have any questions or concerns you want to touch base on with this stuff. Um, so with boundaries, um, the things that you, important things, I'll leave you with these, the important things to remember when you're setting a boundary. Number one, proper boundaries come from a place of love, right? The reason you're upset is because of a violation isn't because of the violation. It's because you haven't set a clear boundary yet. You're not upset because someone hit you. You're upset because they hit you when you've told them, don't hit me or I will do this. And that's typically what's happening. So you have to be from a place of clear love or peace when you're setting that boundary. And then you won't be upset or frustrated. If they hit you after you set that boundary, you're just going to say, okay, now I know. I run away and I tell the police. But if they're hitting you and in your head you're saying, this isn't fair, this hurts, right. please stop. But you're not saying this stuff out loud. And you you're haven't con- set the boundary. Then you haven't set a boundary and you are allowing it to happen and you're not protecting yourself. You're wallowing yourself. in victimhood. Yeah. Right? You're, yeah. you're letting it happen it's to yourself. It's a manual. You are expecting somebody to know something that you are not verbalizing. Number two, this work, boundary work, is not about controlling or manipulating other people's behavior. They get to choose how they act and think. It's their choice on what they do. It's your boundary, your consequences. It's their choice. And you can't make that mean something. Number three, the signs that you're not ready to set a boundary, well, you're not at peace or feel loving, you're upset or frustrated or angry, take a walk. Think about your boundary. Get to a place of peace and love with it before you communicate it. You cannot communicate it when you're angry or frustrated. Um, if you're trying to control or manipulate someone else's behavior for your benefit, you are not ready to set a boundary. Because that boundary is more along the lines is of if you smoke, I won't hang out with you anymore. That's a threat. That's an ultimatum. Yeah. That's manipulation. No, that's because if they you smoke are. when they're at a bar and not with you, what does that matter to you? No. That's their action. That's their choice. That's their consequence. But if they come into, you know, people always say this in sports, if you come into my house and you violate yeah. me, if they come into your space and they violate you, then you have every right to take action on your consequence because yeah. you've set it. If you've never set it, you can't take action on it. You need to set it first. Okay. Again, setting boundaries is one of the most difficult things, but also one of the most intimate and most rewarding things that you can do in any relationship. And by doing that, you're actually going to save a lot of challenging relationships and challenging relationships in your life are the ones that teach you the most. They're where you build character. They're where you build strength and boundaries will help you maintain those relationships in your life and not just rid your life of them. Big difference. Big difference. Okay. Deal with your manual work first though. 
Don't get yeah. manuals confused with boundaries. Manuals are first. And if you're feeling a bit confused right now, go back to the last podcast, listen to the manuals podcast. Yeah. Sometimes it's helpful to listen to manuals after now you understand boundaries. You yeah. can go back and be like, so oh, now I get it. Yeah. Yeah. These podcasts aren't going anywhere. You know what I heard today? I heard an interesting fact. Um, it takes 62 seconds for a rocket to get to space. Okay. Now, this is interesting. Just follow me on this. It takes 62 seconds for a rocket to get to space. And in 62 seconds, that rocket has to have mass amount of force. It has to have tons of rocket power. It has to go through so many physics issues like G-forces and that to break through. And then once that super heavy, full of fuel, blasting off rocket in 62 seconds of pressure and of giving it everything it's got, it all of a sudden becomes weightless and just starts floating with no power at all. It takes 62 seconds for a rocket to hit space. If you follow through the law of 62, this is interesting, the law of 62, it usually takes 62 podcasts for a podcast to become successful. If you look back on the biggest podcast, they started to take off at number 62. If you look at YouTube videos, if you look at businesses, it typically takes 62 videos to build a consistent audience. It typically takes 62, um, you know, podcast or 62 tries at this or 62. There was a law of 62 and I've only heard it very briefly on a podcast. So I don't know enough about it, but I thought it was amazing to hear. Cool. And so in my head, I was like, that's my goal. When we get to podcast number 62, we're going to launch a rocket. <laughs> no, the oh. rocket is launched right now. Okay. And yeah. we are pushing through this force of trying to get our word out to people. So we'd appreciate again, if you like and subscribe this podcast <laughs> and also tell a friend, especially if it's a friend you're going to set a boundary with, Tell them. Yeah. Hey, just FYI, you should go listen to episode on boundaries or on this. I thought it was beautiful. Better yet, bring them to the retreat. We'll do the wink yes. thing we talked about. And so the last thing, we have a retreat coming up. We only have two spots left at this retreat. This retreat is very limited. We're taking like a handful of people. It's called The Science of You. The Science of You is like our unofficial title because it's really what we're working on with yeah. here. Um, but it's all about self-love, about identity, and about confidence. And if you're human, those are three areas you can improve. I guarantee <laughs> you. If you're not human, whatever. <laughs> but if you're human, those are three areas you can improve. And they're Go, probably on the rocket. Yeah, they're probably on the rocket. They're probably in space already, yeah. weightless. Um, well, weightless, that would be nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, just back from vacation, you know that feeling. Um, but you can go to the shredlife.com and click on retreats. And if the link to book the retreat is open there, there is still a spot. There are only two spots left, guys. It's time to invest in yourself and take that seriously. I know it's hard. I know that we always think that there are other people out there. But if you've lost your own identity because you're taking care of someone else and you're worried about what they think, what they need to do, and what they're feeling, you don't know who you are anymore. If you su suffer from people-pleasing, people which pleasing. is oh. most of us, then Laura can this talk to you about people pleasing. for you. Yes. I promise you. Yeah. You'll come out a whole new person with a completely new map of who you are, where you're going, yeah. what you're doing. And those of you who don't know about our retreat, it's two and a half days up at a beautiful private lake house that we have up north in the Muskokas in Ontario. Um, there's still time to come from anywhere that you live in the world. <laughs> you yeah. can find a way to get there. But um, it is two and a half days with us from March 23rd to 25th. Um, and it's just two and a half days of Laura and I coaching a handful of people directly and working them through all of this to come out the other side as someone who not only knows who they are, but are confident in who they are, love who they are, and can rule their life going forward mm. knowing all of that. And that is such an amazing transformation that we'd love to witness. Yeah, and it allows you to show up 
completely different for everyone else that you've been trying to show up for. You sure. show up in a whole new way, which is far more beneficial than feeling lost because yeah. you're so busy with everyone else. So that is boundaries as well as an update on our retreat that's coming up and everything else going on. Uh, if you have any questions on this episode or any episodes you've listened to, please visit theshredlife.com, visit our Facebook page at The Shred Life, uh, or you can also email us, info at shred, uh, sorry, info at theshredlife.com. That's it for us this week. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Shred Life Podcast with your hosts, Dave and Laura Moreno. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit theshredlife.com, on Instagram at the underscore shred underscore life underscore, and facebook.com slash shredmastermindlife. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time on the Shred Life Podcast.